welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast that never sleeps because money never sleeps. And you know what else never sleeps? The 80s movies we think we love or might have missed. We go back and watch them with our grown-up eyes in this modern era to see how they hold up, uh, whether they do or not. This is Wall Street. A movie selection from 1987. From the director of Platoon, Wall Street. The stock is plummeting. When it hits 18, buy it all. Something big is going down. I want to know where he goes and what he sees. I want you, pal, to fill out the missing picture. Mr. Gecko, that's not exactly what I do. Where you can trade your honor. I can lose my license. That's inside information. For power. You're not inside, you are outside. I know what this guy's all about. Greed. There is no nobility in poverty anymore, Dad. Greed is good. Greed works. What makes you tick, bud? The fear of being poor. That's all gonna change. Cause I'm catching the express. All right, Mr. Gecko, you got me. Trade your peace of mind. What's in it for moi? More money than you ever dreamed of. Just the beginning, pal. If any trouble does arise, you are on your own. The trail does stop with you. For a piece of the action. The richest 1% of this country owns half our country's wealth, $5 trillion. All it takes is a little inside information. I don't care where or how you get it. I think you owe me. And you can trade everything you believe in. He's using you, kid. You're too blind to see it. For everything you've ever wanted. Uh, I get a strange call from the SEC. They asked to see my records. This is heavy, bud. I don't know where you get your information, son, but I don't like it. Michael Douglas. Why do you need to wreck this company? Because it's wreckable, all right? Charlie Sheen. When does it all end, huh? How many yachts can you water ski behind? How much is enough? Daryl Hannah. You may find out one day that when you've had money and lost it, it's much worse than never having had it at all. Martin Sheen. What I see is a jealous old machinist who can't stand the fact that his son's become more successful than he has. What you see is a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wallet. An Oliver Stone film, Wall Street. So I am Chrissy Lenz, comedian, director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And uh, with me, as always, is filmmaker Nathan Blackwell. Thank you for joining us. Yes. And also, (laughs) speaking of joining us, we have a very special guest today, uh, comedian and doer of all comedy things, Christina Lopez Hidalgo. Hello. Hello. Good good morning. No, it's not even morning anymore. I'm just in the morning vibe. That's fine. Right. You know, and people can listen to this whenever they want. The money never sleeps. So it's always morning. (sighs) Yeah. Um. We'll get into that because I was watching the movie. I was like, how early are they? Wait a minute. They don't go to sleep and they wake up at like 4 a.m. How how do you function? Right. It's all the cocaine. I always forget about the cocaine. Yeah. it's We just did Scarface as the movie before this. 
So the cocaine is fresh in my mind. So much cocaine. Oh. Uh, Oliver Stone. Oh, Oliver Stone. He likes what he likes. I mean, I, okay, as a uh, Cuban American, I've never seen Scarface. And I just needed to admit that to the to the universe. Oh. Well, we should have. You should have put our guest for that one. Jeez, <laughs> you could have given us some, all the insight. Um, it's a. It's. I do recommend you see it, but it's not uh-huh. a, a flattering I mean, portrait. Uh-huh. Oh. Not a lot of Cubans uh, playing Cuban Americans. No, no, no. I think movie. there's only one. In fact, I think I, there's one. I think Andy Garcia was booked that week. Like, yeah. God. Oh boy. So. I have never seen this movie. Um, I never had a reason to see this movie. So this was a fresh one for me. What about for you, Nathan? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I've seen scenes, but I realized that I have also not seen this movie before as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not all the way through. I mean, maybe, uh, yeah, I, it must have been just scenes because it's got, you know, um, some classic lines especially like with the gordon gecko character which a lot of people like you know responded to but uh yeah no this is my first time and i know it's your first time too right christina i've seen it before don't ask me when or where Mm -hmm. i want to say i saw it when the remake or like the sequel came out Oh, sure. And I think, but I was like, okay, all right. And I just, it, it was oh, it's so sad. But as a person who has zero interest in the market <laughs> in Wall Street, mm-hmm. it was kind of forgettable in the moment. I was like, I should watch this again. That's when I did. I was like, okay, I see what they did, but also not for me. Not for me. Yeah. That's fine. None of my interests are being piqued. And I'm I'm pretty into home decor. You think Whoa. you could have got me Yo. on that? <laughs> Yo, that scene is the most <sighs> 80s thing that I have ever seen. Oh, there's enough gold leaf over there. Said no one ever in the 80s. Said right. nobody ever. It was so much pastel. Oh, uh. my God. It was... He's got, and he's got every treatment. He's got like faux brick. <laughs> he's got gold leaf. He's got crown molding. It's like she did all her moves in that in that oh. space. Well, I, I feel like it's also part of uh, on purpose of that these rich people have no taste, right? You know? <laughs> and they don't know when they have no boundaries. They don't know when to say when. Mm-hmm. So if they can it's, have crown molding like and ex- gold leaf. It's not like he's expressing his own desires. He's paying someone to decorate his own home himself without any direction. She said that in the beginning when she's talking about the artwork and this and that and like and how it doesn't go together. Mm-hmm. It's just like he spent so much money on it to display it. So of course, like that of course it's just throw my money on the wall to show people how much I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I never got the sense that like Gordon Gecko like loves art, but he just has a bunch of it on there as a as a display, mm-hmm. right? And he knows an interior decorator, so that's that's how you know you're really rich because uh, we poor people just decorate our own houses. Yeah, as somebody who just redid their dining room, who spent time on Etsy looking at walls, like like I've got a neon aka lit led sign i spent a lot of time on my own cultivating my space so to watch them just like 
take care of it. I'm going to go screw people over. Like, fascinating to me as, mm-hmm. as a plebe. Truly. Yes. And uh, all of the all of the Wall Street stuff, too. Like, it means nothing to me. And, and that's where our movie starts, right? I love that they're playing Fly Me to the Moon <laughs> as we watch the sort of grumpy parts of 1987 New York, right? Mm-hmm. Very grumpy uh, 80s hair and shoulder pads taking up a lot of space in the subway. Like the docks, like the people smooshing into the elevator uh everyone being like good morning good morning good morning uh but they're all very grumpy um i loved looking at the 80s computers though oh yeah this is Uh this is so wonderful in terms of just like the 80s technology and the 80s office it It, is i i feel like this like when you have lower budget movies i do feel like you know this was a lower budget movie that that hit big you know, mm-hmm. or bigger, yeah. um, that you can't craft the style, and you have a lot more of just oh, bring bring three pairs of of, of outfits and we'll pick one. Where it's like, it's you know more of the locations they can't transform necessarily. They're using people's clothes. Like I feel like the lower budget stuff sh- is almost more reflective of like what people are actually wearing and looking like in those times. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it. And I like their desk decor. No, I'm just, I'm just like thinking about it all. Like it's, it's so fun as like someone who spends time looking at film, like the, the remakes to the time, like say if you made a movie about the eighties now and how they like pay homage with everything versus in the eighties, it was just like a second thought, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they should probably be wearing ties. You know, they should probably have their hair slicked back. Like. It's just, it's just what it was. It was, it was effortless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great observation, too. I, I would love to have been a set decorator in this uh, opening sort of boiler room scene mm-hmm. uh, where Charlie Sheen's job, and he works alongside John C. McGinley, who is love quite him. charming in this love movie. Him. <laughs> love that man. Um, they're cold callers. They're stock sellers and cold callers. Um, which is apparently good money, but not Gordon Gecko money. So Charlie Sheen's character has a sort of secret. Uh, he's got like a vision board and not really, uh, but he's got this like deep want to be friends with Gordon Gecko. So every day he calls Gordon Gecko's office um, to try and get a meeting with him. Mm-hmm. right try and get five minutes of his time mm-hmm. um and then finally oh well i completely skipped the part where he has lunch with his dad so we we meet his dad who's his dad martin sheen oh, martin adorable sheen. man and they're just sitting there <laughs> being cute together um and uh he's bar he's got to borrow money from his dad because he fucked up a trade right mm-hmm. yeah yeah he messed up a trade where like he didn't it's kind of like um a contractor like you pay the contractor and then they do the work so charlie sheen or bud fox did the work but the the guy never paid him right so he had to cover the, the bill Ugh, which sucks yeah it was he said it was like seven grand mm-hmm. yeah. in, in 1987 lot. yeah which is insane yeah and uh the line he keeps saying is the guy decayed me which meant didn't know who he was mm-hmm what 
I was so confused by all of the stock market stuff. I like literally just let it wash over me. It's like being in a, again, like I have a science background, watch like listening to any economics or them. Like you might as well be speaking Greek. You might Mm -hmm. as well be speaking Mandarin because I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, but we learn at the dinner with his dad that he's made $50,000, you know, he makes $50,000 a year, uh, which in 1987 can't be that bad of a paycheck, but he's like, I got to buy suits, dad. I can't save money or pay my student loans. <laughs> and, it, and also like his apartment is pretty small, you know, like he is at this point just able to get, you know, he's just treading water at this point. Yeah. What were you going to say, Christina? Okay, I just I pulled out Google. $50,000 in 1987 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $130,632 today. That's a, that's a good job. He's got a good job. Yeah. He should be paying off his student loans. That's more than I make, you know? <laughs> yeah, agreed. Also, his student loans probably are nothing in the 80s. Also. <laughs> Uh, I know he's got like he's got twenty thousand dollars he's got to pay off, and he's like, I don't feel like it. Okay, I gotta buy suits. Okay, you made um, your bed, sir. I did love uh, the part. Uh, oh, and his dad. So we immediately uh, in that scene between him and his dad get the sense that like Charlie Sheen wants to be a muckety muck, and Charlie Sheen's dad, who works for an airline and is like a union rep guy, is like, hey. The only person you got to make proud, it's yourself you got to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just got to be proud of yourself. Uh, oh, no. Finally, he gets to meet Gordon Gecko. But before that, there's a scene where he's in his apartment and there's like a naked girl in there. So it's our first boobs of the movie. But he's like, he pulls up his Google calendar and it's like, oh. it looks like the Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I, I like, like how it played Happy Birthday. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty advanced. 1987 computer technology for it to like be a, the what Facebook is for me and tell you when it's someone important's birthday. Yeah, that um, probably didn't exist for like another like 6 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Real Wall Street people were watching this movie going, "What? <laughs> Where can I get that? <laughs> Will it tell me when it's Really, Michael Douglas's birthday? <laughs> um, so it's it's Gordon Gecko's birthday, and so today is the day he's gonna go shoot his shot. Uh, he takes some Cuban cigars down, and he finally gets to meet Gigi, mm-hmm. Gordon Gecko. Uh, what did you guys think of this reveal of uh, uh, Michael Douglas? I mean, just quintessential. The whole, like, suspenders, the white collar with the blue Mm -hmm. shirt, slick back hair in this gaudy office, talking, like, having, like, nine different conversations on nine different phone lines, like, just, of course. Yeah, you you really felt like you were with baby-faced Charlie Sheen, like, being kind of, like, dumped into this room. I felt like Oliver Stone did a, like, a really good job of just kind of putting us in his in his place, in his perspective, as he kind of like steps into this office and there's so much going on that's not explained. You know, you you do feel that Michael Douglas is willing to kind of like, you know, um, 
spin his wheels just a bit, but he only gets maybe about five minutes and then he's out, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's giving him the benefit of the doubt for a brief moment. And, but he's starting to get impatient. Oh yeah. He, he's also like, he, he's a giver and a taker. He's like, Oh, I'll give you a little peek. I'll give you a little taste. I'll let you wet your beak into being Mm -hmm. friends with me. But if you don't impress me right away, I'm going to kick you right out. He shreds other people's birthday cards Mm -hmm. that they sent him. Uh, he, and he's like, tell me something I don't know, kid. Uh, and he desi- decides to reveal that he knows that his father's airline company, Blue Star, is going to settle a lawsuit and only he knows, nobody knows. So he's insider trading. Yeah. So this begins the whole um, thread of of insider trading being Charlie Sheen's in, right. you know, like what Gordon Gecko really wants is he wants agents. He wants operatives, you know, like literally he wants agents and operatives. So he, he gives him a little taste, right? Um, he's like, I'll let you invest. What is it? A hundred thousand dollars. I think it's a million. Is it a million? It's what's the check that he gives him at the restaurant. Yeah, when yeah. they go to the restaurant and he's got a tiny t- he's got a tiny TV. He's like, "Look at this! I got a tiny <laughs> yeah. TV." Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and they eat steak tartare. He eats like raw meatloaf. Yeah. And then how- and he gives him a check. Maybe it is a million dollars. I think you're right, Christina. Okay. And he's like, "Play with this and show me what you can do." Of course, mm-hmm. the first thing he does is lose a bunch of money. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And Gordon Gecko's like, um you know boo kiddo if you want to hang out with they and so they hop into a cab right they're in a cab not like a limo Mm, oh no he sends uh he sends the woman to him yes yes and the woman uh, he rides in the woman in the car with the woman and they do coke and uh, have sex in a cab which seems real gross to me i mean (laughs) I feel is that is that designed as a place like you're like mm, okay this is what's gonna happen avert your eyes right yeah like or like I feel like that was planned ahead of time yeah that cab driver got like an extra twenty dollar bill he's just like ugh you Wall Street people are gross um, plus so- it's an eighties thing yeah the, <sighs> that like age of opulence. Just- yeah, the, well, so much. This is this is such a great '80s movie because there is this kind of like the this me generation thing of like the the yuppie power, you know, just coming be kind of becoming mythologized at this point, you know, right? You know that you have all this purchasing power and this the, the new thing to to you know to strive for are these. You know the car with the the cell phone in it, and then the private mm-hmm. limo, and and you know, and then all this other stuff. You know, like this movie, really kind of hacking at that mythology, right? But it it buys into it in all of these ways, you know, because after he loses the money, they go play racquetball together, and he's like, "You got to play hard, kid." And they go in the sauna, and he's like, "You got a sauna hard, kid." <laughs> you sauna <laughs> hard. Uh-huh. Uh, he tells them that he should be reading Sun Tzu's "The Art of War." Mm-hmm. 
they go on a drive. He's like, I bought these buildings, yada, yada. I did all these deals. And if you want to still be in my good graces, then you have to literally follow like a spy this guy, uh, Wildman. Be and he's like, that's insider trading. That, I can't do that. And he's like, well, if you're not inside, you're outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mm-hmm. kicks him out of the cab. And the, he says, I, I thought it was really poignant what he says because he's like, all right, Mister Gecko, you've got me. And it's like, yeah, he's he's got you. Like, he's got you for so much more than just doing his bidding. Mm-hmm. He's got you now in his like thrall, essentially. Yeah. It's just like it's a fascinating and I it's beautiful, I think, the way that that uh Martin Sheen plays his dad and is like the blue collar, like work with your hands, like be proud, like build yeah, make something. Yeah, like he kept saying, You gotta build stuff, you gotta make stuff versus just buy and trade and that it's like that obviously it's two sides of the spectrum between Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen. But like it's this that choice that he has to make. Of like, mm-hmm. I could, I could be a salt of the earth kind of guy, raise a family, live modestly, be happy with that. But like that choice of what we thought was happiness back then was this a stupid amount of money, live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, In an ugly apartment. <laughs> like, like just, just do, at all costs, get to the top is, mm-hmm. it's a, a fascinating, like show of what it's what the cost is yeah and and michael even michael douglas even says i create nothing Mm -hmm. i own and sell things yeah Mm -hmm. and meanwhile lou the guy who's friends with uh michael douglas's dad is like uh there's no shortcuts kiddo Mm -hmm. and his take on that is like look first i'll get the money then i'll do some good yeah first i'll get to the top then I'll remember that I'm supposed to have morals. Mm-hmm. I'll get to the top of the money and cocaine mountain, and that's where I'll find my moral compass. <laughs> First I get the money, then I get the power, and then I get the morals. Yeah, that's. I think that's how it works. That's exactly how it went for Scarface. <laughs> um, Oh. Uh, he meet. There's a beautiful montage where it's like buying, selling, stock, stock, stock. Uh, he they do something to screw over the Wildman guy mm-hmm. uh, because he goes to Gordon Gecko's house. Uh, we meet Sean Young, who's the who who I love as a character. She's just like the flippity jippet wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we meet Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. Who's the interior decorator? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a robot yes. in the house, just yes. like in Rocky Four. Yes, I wrote that down. Robot, Rocky Four. Is that one of your four notes, Nathan? Yes. Robot. <laughs> it is. Just he's also got a bunch of guns. Uh, in his art of war office, mm-hmm. um, and he they go back and forth with him and the guy who sells Infinity Q forty fives. Is he the High Sparrow too from uh, from Game of Thrones, or am I mixing him up? Uh, the Terrence Stamp. Yeah, Terrence Stamp. Is he in Game of he, Thrones? Oh, is he? No, I don't, I don't think he's. So he's Zod in Superman too, for sure. Oh, but yeah, he's Terrence Stamp is always good. So. We were talking about how Michael Douglas won 
many, many, many awards, including Oscar and Golden Globe for his performance in this movie. Um, and I think the best part of his performance is in the next scene where he, the money never sleeps scene where he's calling him while watching the sunrise from his beach house. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, you got to have a beach house. <laughs> <laughs> the sunrise is beautiful. I think that's his best scene. Yeah, he's so good. Gordon Gecko is so good at being seductive, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of just luring Charlie Sheen in. And I think a lot of people just really not only just loved the character and Michael Douglas's performance, but we we had never seen him really be this like a bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. like the a bit in Fatal Attraction, you know. Um, but before this, it was like, like romancing the stone and, and seeing him in, as very much the protagonist. And so I think this really just excited a lot of people, which is why he, he won the Oscar. Yeah. It's yeah. When you flip a, a role like that, it's like, what? That's when everyone hated the Irishman, but I loved it because Joe Pesci was that mild, quiet character. And I was like, this, he can do this. He's amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, so the guy right. I was thinking of, the High Sparrow, is Jonathan Price. So uh, right. no, different yeah. human, different, also delightful, different, mm-hmm. uh, charming British man. Yeah. Um, not all charming British men are the same, Chrissy. Oh my How God. dare you? When he says like money never sleeps, uh, to put to, to Nathan's point, yeah, that that was a scene. I was like, he literally spent all night with partying with like his secret lovers, like all these people in a room. And then he's up at four in the morning walking on the beach in his bathrobe on mm-hmm. his, it's, it's just, it is, it's that again, that's showing the opulence and showing the cutthroatness, the like, le- like just lethal drive that who has that much energy like again about the drive yeah exactly (laughs) if you if you if that's the kind of life you got to live it's like to me uh you get the money so you can uh relax so you don't have to work but for these guys it's like no you get the money so that after work you can drive dune buggies on the beach and annoy everyone else. Yeah, oh God! Yeah, but like that's what I mean. He says greed is good. That's the big. I think also that has symbolism that his initials are GG, mm-hmm. greed like Gordon Gecko. But it's the it's a different mindset. So that if you are hey, I want to get fifty million dollars so I can retire, pay off my parents' house, whatever plans you have for it. Great, right? That's not enough for him. Like he, it'll never be enough money. It will right. never be enough beach houses. It'll never be enough two million dollar art pieces. Like it, he will never stop. Right. He just wants to win. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants to do. He just wants to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like Scarface. You know, Scarface had the biggest mountain of cocaine that anyone could ever hope for in their heart of hearts, and he still wanted more. The world mm-hmm. is yours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the important thing to remember is that James Spader is in this movie. Oh, little baby James. <laughs> he's so young. And he's so like, what's in it for moi? And I'm just like, oh, James Spader. <laughs> 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 you are really selling me this role. And he's a lawyer who gets involved in the insider trading. So now we're off to the races. Charlie Sheen is very comfortable in his role of being a corporate spy. 
He poses as a janitor to get inside information at James Spader's company. Um, he's doing all of this insider trading, but now he's like using his friends to do the trades. Is that right? Yes, it's like a, a he's splitting it up. Yeah, yeah, he's splitting it all around, so it's just not one direct line leading to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gordon Gecko, as he's welcoming him further and further into his world, and he's like dating Daryl Hannah and like hanging out with them at the beach house and stuff, he makes it very clear. The lawyer even says the trail stops with you. Like mm-hmm. you're doing illegal things, and it's not going to touch Gordon Gecko. If this goes south, you're the one who's going to get burned. And he's just like, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> because he's so confident, he doesn't think it's going to happen. And that's the greed blinding him again. Like, mm-hmm. So what do you guys think of that speech? That that greed is good. Greed works. Greed is what survival of the fittest is. Uh, what do you guys think of that moment? Well, I think it's great because that it, it is, you know, not often do you get like a character actually able to vocalize their like their own personal credo. Mm-hmm. you know and so i think that it, it works there it's but it's definitely the double-edged sword of like this movie like with scarface has the problem of if you make the bad thing look so alluring and it has to then the people who people are going to watch this movie and see that as the, uh, as a positive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and so there's so many you know um financial bros who use this as their mantra, as their credo, mm-hmm. you know? And th- good. Yeah. And it's just the same thing, I think, with some of these other movies that is about, you know, seduction and, and downfall mm-hmm. is that you have to make the thing that they want seductive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then I guess these these bros just don't watch the last 10 minutes. Or I was like, no, 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 but that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because yeah. that's an iconic line in the movie. So they're like, yes. I told a guy at work yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this podcast. Like, I watched the movie again. He's like, oh, that movie's so good. He's like, I love that line. You want a friend? Get a dog. Like, And that's what he <laughs> took from the, the movie. He's like, it's a throat. It's about you. You're the one, you know, screw everybody else. And it's, again, it cracks me up, like, what people hold on to. Mm-hmm. I bet this this movie sold so many copies of Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Oh, absolutely. I want to read it. I'm yeah. Like, it's fascinating. They, oh, you know what? They always have Sun Tzu's The Art of War at Barnes & Noble when they come out with those like fancy cover books of like classics. They always have like Jane Austen and like <laughs> Mary Shelley and then they have Sun Tzu's The Art of War. So I'll pick you up one next Christmas, Christina. Delightful. I cannot wait. you know there's no awareness that things work both ways because as these guys are like you want a friend get a dog then they're like wait a minute this guy's screwing me over Mm -hmm. i'm shocked what i thought he was a saint you want a friend get a robot yes yeah i wish i could uh, believe me i have a robot vacuum me too i got one for christmas (laughs) and i was like my mom told me she's like it has a mop feature and i almost cried i'm like oh my my childhood's over because i got a mop and i was excited about it welcome welcome to (laughs) you're practically gordon gecko christina i'm so sorry to tell you um that's that's actually tragic the thing that this movie has that Scarface doesn't have, though, is Martin Sheen. 
who's like <laughs> who's like a grounded guy who's like ah money's a pain in the ass because uh uh bud tries to orchestrate this whole deal to have horden 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 hecko uh buy blue star airlines and supposedly do a deal to save the airline and make it profitable martin sheen sees right through it Mm -hmm. um and he's like this is a trick kiddo like i can't go to the men who trust me and say that this gordon gecko cat is gonna save us because he's this is obviously a snake in the grass Mm -hmm. um money isn't the most important thing you know loyalty is the most important thing and and being proud of yourself is the most important thing and charlie sheen sort of bites back at him you just never had the guts to go for a better life or a Mm -hmm. bigger life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and of course immediately we realize yeah martin sheen was 100 percent right Mm -hmm. uh michael douglas is going to part out the company sell the airlines and take a huge profit by just liquidating all of the assets Mm -hmm. oopsie doopsie charlie sheen you just put your dad and all of his friends out of work yep oops well that's i mean like it's a turning point he's like oh i got fucked like it's and then that's when his it's like that like the 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 wheels turn and that's when he he moves into this incredible deal of how can i just fuck one over yeah Mm -hmm. which is the fun part i think Mm -hmm. and it's all it's all thanks to james spader james spader is like please stop calling me. I don't think I like being an insider trader. Let's not have lunch anymore, but please come to this meeting where we're going to reveal the fate of your father's company. <laughs> so, I think James Spader is the secret hero of this movie. Um, and from there on out, it's like, Oh, we're going to trick Gordon Gecko. We're going to, we're going to fuck Gordon Gecko. Um, and he's going to use, uh, the guy who is not the high sparrow it's Terrence stamp it's not jonathan price you guys i can't believe you thought that um <laughs> Shame i apologize i apologize uh he uses him he's like hey you want to screw gordon gecko and he's like actually i do that sounds like fun yeah that sounds really great and it, it works they have this whole conversation about that whole enough 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 is enough conversation He's like, uh, you know, life is a zero sum game. If I get it, you don't get it. And that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Hannah absolutely leaves, leaves him. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. that's fine in my book. Like she's. Yeah, she she reveals herself as no, I do care about the money. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I am a social climber. Yeah, I am OK with this. You know, like, I'm not cool with going back to the way things used to be for me. Yes. Yeah. And she does fuck Gordon Gecko. Like, we, we learn that they are absolutely having an affair, which is a bummer because I really like Sean Young's character in this movie. Yeah, like, I. that's also something that, like, the whole theme of this, like, uh, ivory tower people that, like, affairs are just common like yeah. there is no monogamy, but then also how can like again Shang Young and all the other wives? She's like the woman talking on the couch about this bikini that turned her marriage back five years. Like, how do they not know? And how right. are they still okay with it? Well, 
I bet they do know. I bet they know. And they're also choosing the money. They're like, as long as he doesn't divorce me, let him, uh, you know, go bang as many blondes as he wants. I'm tired. I got to get a nap in. Um, (laughs) That's fair. But I'm like, girl, the alimony, like go live by yourself and just go at the alimony. It's cool. I, I bet Gordon Gecko is never there. They have like the cutest, chubbiest little baby, mm-hmm. and it's like I bet I bet they've both seen that kid a total of twenty times. Oh, bubs! He's like raised by nannies, <laughs> and uh-huh. that's and that's how we got Donald Trump. Let me just point that out. <laughs> if you would have spent forty five more minutes a day with that man, maybe we would have had the the fallout that happened. Yes, yes. But you talk about them having time. It's like you got time to like go on these like three martini lunches and then go have sex and caviar and cocaine mm-hmm. in a hotel room and then go back to work like oh my god like if i do two things in a day i'm like oh i gotta get to bed <laughs> that's so true <laughs> but i've never read the art of war so um <laughs> that's the, one of the things you have to do in the day and then do the dishes and then you're spent <sighs> you're spent yeah. yeah i've had enough it's gonna take me three years to read that book because uh, I bet it's boring as hell. Ah! <laughs> find find the, the cliff notes. It's fine. Yeah. So the dad has a heart attack. Martin Sheen has a heart attack. Uh, and that's what really solidifies it for Charlie Sheen. He's like, uh, we are going to get Gordon Gecko. Um, but he does like uh, uh, I really was moved by the scene where they do the big trick. They do the swaparoo. And then the next day, Charlie Sheen comes to work feeling like a million bucks and no one will look him in the eye. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they all know. They all know the cops are waiting to arrest him. <laughs> and I'll, they're all sitting there going, oh, well, we all thought he was doing the insider trading. Turns out we were right. Um, but instead of going to jail, he just ends up in the middle of a grassy field. Where he lets Gordon Gecko beat him up mm-hmm. and confess to him. Mm-hmm. To be fair, he's probably still going to jail, but for not as long. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's definitely well, still he, going to jail. He so. says that in the car with his dad and, mm-hmm. and his sister. What was that other woman? I can't. I don't really can't remember. In the car at the very end. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he's like, I'm going to jail. Like I'm owning mm-hmm. what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got Gordon Gecko in the end because mm-hmm. it was all on tape. He was like, "You wanted to meet in the middle of a field, but jokes on you. I've got a 1980s tape recorder." <laughs> yeah, which I feel is more of a movie thing than a legal thing. <laughs> Probably. But, uh... <laughs> Listen, as a person who watches an obscene amount of Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. like, is the wire like? Do they have the hey, you're being recorded? I can't remember what the legality of that is. Oh, and they, I, and uh, according to television and movies, like all you have to do is like secretly tape someone. You don't have mm-hmm. to be like, and then you can immediately present it in court. Yeah, and you can immediately present it to them. Uh-huh. Ha ha ha! So I got you. So good. Um, and it's just the end. That's the end. The end of this movie. And I mean. It's a it's a real uh, roller coaster. It goes. I will say this for this movie: it goes up then down real fast. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, how long was that ride gonna last? Like, and how long do we think it did last? Less than a year, mm-hmm, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Six months? A, a quarter? A season? Was that oh. the fall? And oh, it was the fall as the season, and and I just made a metaphor. I'm so Ooh. smart. Sun Tzu, come get me. <laughs> I'm gonna write a book. I think it was probably like six months. I think it started spring, summertime because they're at the beach and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. then it was coming into the fall because it was like that mucky, gross weather at the end. It ends at Christmas. Um, <laughs> so on a scale of uh one terrible gold leaf wall to 10 terrible gold leaf walls which is what you want you want all 10 walls of your house to have terrible gold leaf on them uh how many terrible gold leaf walls do you give the movie wall street now that we've all seen wall street how do we rate it nathan uh show us how it's done (laughs) It's a tough one because you know that it's good, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you enjoyed watching it. Right. You know, like purely on a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like it was ever really like boring or slow, but just in terms of, I guess maybe one of the problems with wall street is that, you know, when it came out, it like blew open the doors and, mm-hmm. you know, and gave everyone a secret view into this world. And since our doors have been blown open, By several like uh, other things it? like, yeah, like, like, like the big short, you know, mm-hmm. oh, Love that yeah. movie, like I, it, it was just less of a, an earthquake watching wall street now because we know all this stuff now mm-hmm. none of this stuff is shocking or surprising to us now revisiting it yeah so i would i would rate this much like i, I think i'm gonna give it a 6.5 okay and i would rate it way higher had i watched it in the 80s or not long after or not basically we're so far down the ripple of this movie Mm-hmm. That it itself does not have as much effect, you know, like the, you know, showing a bunch of kids, you know, a, a an early silent film that invented like like the great train robbery invented like cutaways and intercutting would not have a huge effect on them. Right. <laughs> if, you, if they, you know, like compared to like something that Michael Bay did. So I feel like it the the effect of Wall Street is lessened, you know, and, and I kind of perused some reviews from back at the time. And this was like a big deal. This was like kicking the doors open, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, I like that. And I like that. As, I like that a 6.5 is, is like, Oh, you appreciate what it did. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like it did anything wrong. You know? No, I think it did. I think it did everything. It did quite well. Yeah, I, and honestly, like th- there are movies that we rate way higher that really have shaggy plots. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a really well written and executed movie. Yep, mm-hmm. it's just not fun. It's just not very fun. Fair. What are your thoughts, Christina? Um, I, 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 uh, I'm not going to be as generous as Nathan. <laughs> uh, let me just say that out loud. Uh, 
structurally, the film is great. There is something in this whole like uh, film writing that they say the the fun and games and mm-hmm. the fun and game parts of like showing the trading and the phone calls like that is all kind of what we, it's like a, a chase scene in a cop movie. Like that's yeah. the fun and games. They show us that. They show us that world. It's great. There's some things um, that are so cheesy. Like the, when he goes on to the balcony of his new condo and he asks, who am I? Like, I'm like, Really? Is that? Do we need to? Do we need to know that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, I could. Uh, I don't know what was Daryl Hannah on vacation. Her acting was rough, and I'm not uh-huh. saying that I am an Academy Award winning actress by far, but I'm like, girl, you're better than this. Like, can you? And so that was hard to get past. Uh, but I, the reason I'm not. So, uh, I don't know, into like the, the, it was good for what it was, is that the, the pompous bros that take this movie as, uh, like, st- scripture still lingers. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't like this. Mm-hmm. I can't get, I can't separate that. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, as anybody watching it new, eh, a four. Like four four gold leaf walls. Like it's fine to watch on a Sunday afternoon when there's nothing else on. Mm-hmm. You know, catch it on the cable. Uh, but uh, yeah, for what it was back then, yeah, it was great. It was. Uh, I mean, Michael Douglas is great. Um, love Martin Sheen, and mm-hmm. it's it's. It, I I see it as a how not to. Like right. keep keep your nose clean. That's if you've interpreted it that way, I would give it a higher rating. But I know there's so many people who'd be like, "Yes, this is again, screw everybody else. It's all about me." That that and that sullies mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a totally valid point of view too. Yeah, Daryl Hannah also got a Razzie. She won a Razzie for worst performance for this. I uh, while that. Michael well is scooping up his Oscars, <laughs> she's. Like, He's getting a Razzie. Um, but I didn't think Charlie Sheen was very good either. Like, I was like, oh, your acting is so visible. Yeah. I mean, has he, again, to be fair, he had a, a much greater career than I could ever ask for. But has he ever been this, like, oh, man, his performance, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I can't say. He's I, not good in Young Guns. That's all I know. No. He's probably good um, in Hot Shots. Oh sure, sure. Maybe we should do that one. Is so, that from the nineties? Uh, probably. What about major probably Major League? What's that one? Oh yeah, oh, we yeah, did yeah. do. Ma- yeah, actually, he was pretty good in. Major okay, League. I right. liked him in Major League. Yeah. Maybe he's he's for, he's a he's for comedy, not for drama. Then there it is. Okay. Yeah. That's when, he can be, when he can be snide, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like when yeah, he played totally. boy in Police Station in Ferris Bueller. That oh was yeah. That was his crowning achievement. I really mm. believed him in that role. Um, <laughs> he peaked early. He did. So I, I'm going to go a little bit higher, too, because the way that I was thinking about this was in direct contrast to Scarface. Mm. Um, because this movie is held aloft as such an icon of both, like, oh, the writing, the performances, the, the greed is good of it all. Um, I enjoy i i thought it was it went by pretty fast 
Um, even though it took me two tries to watch it all. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a pretty good movie. Like, I thought it was pretty well paced. I loved the montages. I loved the visible change from slick back hair. You know, bad Charlie Sheen has slick back hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And as he becomes a better person, it becomes less slick back. Uh, and I loved seeing the eighties, uh, Ness that is so steeped in this movie. So I gave it a seven. Okay. Um, and so what about a deep cut recommendation? If people like wall street, what, uh, what do you recommend that they would also like? Nathan. Um, so I mean like the obvious choices are something like Wolf uh Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I so I if if to go a little deeper, uh I'm gonna go with uh Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Have you seen that? Ooh, that no. has a great speech in it too. Yeah, so that's yeah, that based on a David Mamet play, but that is like Titan of Actors. You know, um, so many great people in that. Let me bring it up just so. So Al Pacino is in that. Let me make sure I don't get any. Uh, Alec Baldwin does the always be closing speech. Jack Lemmon, um, <clears throat> Kevin Spacey, Ed Harris, Alan Arkin. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a great movie just for the performances. But it's very much the same mindset, which is always be selling. Mm-hmm. Always be closing. That's what yep. it is. You know, ABC, uh, always be closing. Always be closing. And that mindset of the drive of those people to, you know, like I think in this case, they're, they're, it's a real estate office and they're selling real estate. Right. But it's the same thing. It's just that amped up need to sell and be successful. And to be cold calling people and just sales, sales, sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great choice. Um, what's yours, Christina? Well, it, it's, 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 a it's an A to C recommendation. I love A to C. Um, there is the, the opposite side of, of fighting for the little guy. Like I, I, I see, I saw wall street very much through Martin Sheen's Carl Fox's eyes. And so there's a movie that came out in 2020 called worth. And it is, um, Stanley Tucci and, uh, Michael Keaton, I can't remember, uh, Tate Donovan, uh, but it's uh, the st- true story about a Washington lawyer who fights for um, the kind of the death benefits of people lost in the 9-11 attacks. Oh, wow. So the people in those, the Twin Towers that they show in the movie, um, and kind of establishing what the life of a human is worth. Wow. And so it's, I don't think I got a lot of press, but like, I'm going to... I saw it at Sundance. So uh, it was, it was just great. I would just, it was the, it's really tragic and how we can uh, literally put a price on a human life. Wow. And, and like, cause Gordon has this completely different, like I'll take money over a human in a second. The complete opposite of like, you lost the thing that is, absolutely irreplaceable mm-hmm. but we're going to try to make it right wow so that one and there's also another documentary called dark money uh about money and politics and it's fascinating how people own certain things and it trickles down the line of how you can be screwed 
because of the connections and you just trying to stand up and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, great one. Uh, I love that. That's a perfect A to C. I think that's a perfect deep cut recommendation, um, which uh, is going to pair so nicely with mine <laughs> uh, because mine <laughs> goes A to Z, I think. But I was watching this movie <laughs> and I was like, they're, uh, I bet their hair is in such bad condition because they're going for that wet look. Um, and like, you know, it has to be so long for you to be able to get that Gordon Gecko slick back look. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my recommendation is a leave in conditioner. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's going to, um, it, it's, it has, it really has a lot of surprising amount of hold as well. It's a tea tree. Mm hair and body leave-in conditioner you're gonna get um that slick back look that you want with a a medium hold i would say but it's gonna be nourishing your hair as it does i bet they were using a lot of la looks oh Mm -hmm. so much la looks so much aquanet also Mm -hmm. they were using a lot of glue based yeah they had no idea about coconut oil back in the day (laughs) they didn't know so now in these modern times use tea tree and uh, just take good care of your scalp. That's right. Like if you dis- if you are one of these fi- financial bros and we've not convinced you, then hopefully you can at least take this tip to kind of do better. Yeah. Yeah. Drink some do water. Do better for yourself. Self-care. Yeah. yeah. Sun-, Sun Tzu in the art of self-care. If we can't stop you from being you, then at least, you know. Yeah. Conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Christina, thank you so much for being yeah, our guest. Thank you. Uh, it has been absolutely lovely to have you. Where can people uh, support you and all of your comedy endeavors? Uh, great question. Uh, I mean, I'm on Instagram, uh, CLH Improv, and then on Twitter, the same handle. Uh, currently, can I tell the story? Please. About Stephen Colbert? Okay, great. So, uh, my dream job is to write late night for Stephen Colbert because if I could get paid to make fun of politicians, that is the dream. <laughs> uh, and so I am tweeting him every day monologue jokes or jokes about myself and why I'd be a good person to have in the writing room. And I think I'm on day 240. To no I avail. Love this. To no avail. Like He's not your a, Gordon Gecko. He is my Gordon Gecko. That's when he said, "Oh, you call me 59 days in a row." I was like. Oh, do they know? Do they know? And I, I did. And I did this without knowing that that was part of the movie. Anywho, oh, so yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have just jokes about politicians and uh, things like that on there. And yeah, that's it. Because nobody needs my email. I mean, I'm just going to. No, I, but I want people to go on and start liking those tweets to Stephen Colbert. Because yes, the more people who like them. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna get your five minutes in the room with Thank your Gordon you. Gecko. I would. Uh, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that is the hope, the end all. Like, don't stop the good fight, and also uh, show him I can do the job as Absolutely. Bud Fox did with. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love the dedication <laughs> of it, and uh, I I think that it is uh, so uh, such a deeply beautiful thing to do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Kevin McCarthy hey. was a rich uh, rich resource. 
Um, Nathan, where can people find and support your filmmaking endeavors? Uh, yeah, if you want to check out the stuff I'm working on, uh, including the the low budget uh, feature film that we're now submitting to film festivals, um, you can go to Squishy Studios at uh, Facebook or the Instagrams or the uh, the the uh, the socials for the the that project in specific, which is the last movie ever made. Uh, is also on the Facebooks and Instagrams. So. Highly recommend checking that out. It's a really, really cool, cool movie. And I can't wait for everyone to see it. Um, you can find me in the physical place, the neighborhood comedy theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, and on all of the social medias at most excellent pod. Uh, please like rate review tell a friend you know give me a shout out on facebook i i love that when people do that uh it means the world and it helps our little pod grow um if you want to do the ultimate then head to true story fm and become a member uh you can support the podcast and if you are like james spader and you're asking yourself what's in it for moi uh then you get the episodes one week early and you can also uh, get bonus content, uh, which we record for each episode. So uh, do that if you feel like you have read Sun Tzu's The Art of War and you're ready to have a zero-sum game of loving the podcast you love. <laughs> yeah, so Christina, uh, we, what, what, what's your final thoughts on this movie before we hop into our bonus content? I mean, it is uh, a... A, a pinnacle of morality and like a, I don't want that. So I'm going to be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> but also um, my, when my grandmother passed, like we got a bunch of stuff from her house and we found a whole genealogy sheet. Ooh. And so my grandfather's side. So again, my, my grandparents are Cuban. My dad was born in Havana, but they, we found this genealogy sheet of my grandfather's side and how he immigrated from Spain and somebody in the family married an Estevez and so I might be like Charlie Sheen's 14th cousin and I'm like I'm coming to the family reunion so because we did the research too and like their family history is from Spain as well I was like we legit could be family so I was like "Mm, those are my my people you guys are great (laughs) yeah we gotta get you we got to get you into the Sheen Estevez clan. <laughs> Listen, I'll bring some buffalo dip or some spinach artichoke dip. It's going to be delicious. You make the paella. I'm on board. That's uh, that's super cool. Yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> so uh, you'll either get in through the through the Estevez family picnics or you'll get in through the Colbert um, through the Colbert tweets. Listen, so, roll the dice. You're going to make it, kid. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much everybody for listening we we appreciate you we love you so much and while you're out there in the world uh, please keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind be excellent to each other and party, party on, on dude, dude.